And welcome to Big in Japan, uh, the fan hole spinoff show where we talk anime. And uh, this is Mike. I'm going to be your host. I know Justin usually hosts Big in Japan, but we have co-opted it. Or actually, maybe Justin has, like, put me and uh, Derek in chains and we have to, like, you know, work on this podcast, like, we're, this we're, time or something. We're Justin's indentured servants. Yeah. Uh-huh. Until we work off our debt, we're, we're stuck doing this show. Absolutely, yeah. So uh, I guess that that's, we spoiled it. Like, who who was that other guy on the show in Chains hey, with me? What's up? This is Derek, Derek WC. If we finish this episode, we'll be granted our freedom, basically. So, um, yeah. But so, it, so, they, so they say, so they tell us. So they tell us, yeah. Can someone really change their ways? What does it take to change? People can change. Thorfinn. And to be honest, I think you're already in the process of changing for the better. Do you really think so? I do. (laughs) Thank you, Einar. If that wasn't a hint as to what we're talking about, we're uh, we're talking about the second season of Vinland Saga, and uh, you know you may recall that many many years ago we we talked about season one. Like I was introduced. God, to has this. it has it been years ago? I yeah, feel dude. Like, like I, I was I like, feel like you know, it, it, I I feel like I saw it yesterday, but but obviously it was what that was pre-pandemic. It wasn't was pre-pandemic. It? I was like, oh, holy crap! It's been like three or four years since like the last season. Yeah, because. Like, there were a lot of, like, delays because of the pandemic, and then, like, it, it switched, like, animation studios, too. So, like, maybe there was, like, some production holdups, too. But, yeah, so, Vinland Saga Season 2, uh, I wrote a bunch of, like, you know, background information. So, I'll, I'll just get through that, and we'll, like, you know, actually get into the actual season itself. But, uh, yeah. um, Season 2 premiered on January 10th, 2023, and ran 24 episodes, ending on June 20th of the same year. 
While the first season that aired in uh, 2019 was animated by Wit Studio, uh, season two is instead animated by Studio Mappa. Season two adapts chapters 55 through 100 of the original manga by Makoto Yukimura, uh, those of which ran from June of 2009 till December of 2013. Uh, this span of chapters is officially referred to by Yukimura as the slave arc. Uh, fans, however, affectionately call this story Farmland Saga, as the bulk of the plot is set and focuses on a single farm in Denmark. And, uh, like, I think, you know, I was kind of telling you when we talked about season one where, you know, I thought season one had, like, kind of Game of Thrones vibes. And then I joked to you, like, oh, season two has, like, weirdly, like, Walking, walking dead, dead vibes. And, dead like, vibes. I think you understand yeah. why I said that now yeah. after yeah. you watched it, like... But I know, you know, fans of the Walking Dead TV show will always be I've heard like them like refer to season two as like oh, the one where they're on the damn farm for the entire season or whatever. So that's this is the the Vinland saga, like, you know, uh, arc where they're on the damn farm for the entire time or whatever. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, I mean, that's not true. I mean, that cuts over to like across the sea. To like you know other plot points too, but like mostly the farm is the crux of this I, season. I mean, I I think I knew going into it. Like I think I knew by osmosis through you through whatever of the the farmland saga joke. Like I think I think you had mentioned that even when we we're discussing the last show. So I I, I think I knew. You, you know, I I kind of had an idea of what I was in for. Yeah. Well, I wrote up a. a a brief uh, plot summary of what happens in this like season or, or at least, you know, like without the hitting the like spoilery points, but the general stuff. Uh, so I'll read that and then we'll, you know, we'll get into it. A farmer in England named Anar watches his family be killed by raiders and is sold into slavery, brought on a boat to a farm in Denmark and made a worker on a farm owned by a man named Kettle. Anar meets Thorfinn, our protagonist. Thorfinn was sold into slavery at the end of last season after attempting to kill Canute, who ascended to England's throne following the death of his father Swain at the hands of Askeladd. When Askeladd is also killed in retaliation, Thorfinn's spirit has been utterly broken by his unfulfilled wish of revenge on the man, but he slowly forms a friendship with Einar. The two navigate their way together through the perilous life of being a slave, making acquaintances with their fellow slave Arnaid the mercenary known as Snake, and many others who will shape their destinies. Most of all, Thorfinn must come to terms with his violent past and find a new reason for living as he struggles to claw his way back from his lowest point. At the same time, across the sea, Canute has been increasingly entangled with the bloody politics of being king and is haunted by his own demons. Events transpire to set him and Thorfinn up to cross paths yet again, and eventually Kettle's farm becomes the stage for a massive conflict between class and ideology. So yeah, that's a, you know, back of DVD synopsis of what happens in this season, basically. Not and, not bad, not bad. Yeah, that that uh-huh. sums it up. That's that's pretty good. I mean, it's not... Um... It's not Justin levels of, of synopsizing, <laughs> yeah. but but I I think for for you know the amount of episodes in the second season, it's pretty damn good. Yeah, uh-huh. but, uh huh. But uh, season two was a simulcast in the West and the East, and like the first season, it has two distinct English dubs. 
uh, the Sentai Filmworks dub available on Crunchyroll and Amazon Prime, and the VSI Los Angeles dub that is made exclusively for Netflix. But when like I, I watched it originally like in Japanese with subs, and then I watched the Netflix like English dub, and um, I advised Derek to watch the Japanese version because frankly I thought like the acting was like far superior in it. And like the Netflix dub is like functional, but and I, I did watch like just to compare, I watched some of the same scenes from the Sentai dub, but it was kind of a like mix and match thing for me of like preferred voices mm. from either mm. dub. And like I didn't really like the script for the Netflix dub in some places and some of the casting was like off like I. I think like the biggest failing of the Netflix dub is like the old guys don't sound like old guys like uh, like Severkel okay. like, and like Patier like they sound like just regular dudes like Great regular guys like I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna include a clip right here but the dude doing Patier and the like Netflix dub it sounds like he's doing like a a weird take on like Spock or something like he sounds hmm. like super even and like unflappable and stuff but he doesn't sound like you know he doesn't sound his age basically. May I have another minute to elaborate on my reasoning behind this, Master Kettle? Ah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, yes, Painter, let's hear it. As the proprietor of this farm, I feel that decision is unwise. It would not be beneficial to deliver a heavy punishment to the boy. If both his arms are severed, he is entirely useless to us. It seems like an odd take for the character too yeah like uh-huh. given given that i've seen the whole thing i mean the the, the the people come to him probably because he's wise and is kind of jedi-like in his resolutions of disputes but i don't think he's a heartless or or even even trying to achieve anything cold you know when he's He's dispensing the, that wisdom, right? Like, so yeah. I don't know. Like, like I, I know. said, I, I've got to include a, a clip of him, like, so you can hear it. But I just, I was just thinking, like, wow, that's a weird take on that character. But yeah, I, and I just, just to back you up, I mean, I, I honestly, I, because I, I did, I did say, oh, maybe I, you know, try to sample some of the dubs here or there. But I, I mean, I pretty much did what you said. I, I, you know, I did what I was told. I, I watched the the Japanese language and I, I don't think I've even like poked my head in or dipped my toe into any of the, the dub. Yeah. Like the, I think like Thorfinn, Anar and snake have really good voices in the Netflix dub and like, like snake. And, and then I listened to like some of the Sentai dub like clips and snake in the Sentai dub is Chris Sabat. And he huh. just sounds like a, he sounds like a like casual piccolo in that dub, mm. like, which is, I don't feel is right for the character, but but I don't, and then everyone else, like I said, it's what, like. So I, I have to ask this because this is this was my my like without speaking to you, but just having the directive like watch the Japanese language dub. The the first thing I thought of after having completed the whole season is when when Snake calls uh, Spherical, you know, GG. <laughs> like that that was that was my that was my instant takeaway was like, Oh, there's no way to really translate that. I bet you that sounds like ass in the dub. Like, what are they, 
What do they, they do? I think you were dub? you you guessed right when we talked about it. Really. They just they call him like Gramps. He says like Gramps, Gramps or something, something. Yeah. and it just it doesn't work. It doesn't. It's not the same shit, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't know. And I, they were like minor, like like I said, the Netflix like script. Like I understand you have to change lines to like you know make it fit the mouth flaps, but some of them just seemed like outright like mistranslations. Like hmm. you know, like the bit where. Like, you know, Thorfinn, like, ultimately has to fight Snake. Like, they, you know, they yeah. ultimately yeah. have that moment where they have to fight. Right. And, like, you know, they have an exchange. And, like, in the Japanese version, like, there's this cool bit where, like, Thorfinn's kind of been, like, you know, haunted by the ghost of Askeladd. And, like, you know, Askeladd appears to him while he's, like, fighting Snake. And he, he says, oh, you think you're going to beat this guy if you're still half asleep? And like, you know, that's that's like Thorfinn's wake up call that he has to like, you know, go at this guy at full like power or whatever. But like in the Netflix dub, when when Askeladd's ghost like says that line to him, like they translate it as like, like, come on, man, you can beat this guy in your sleep. Like, like, that's not like that's 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 completely counter to the the intent of yeah of that's uh-huh. the, the dialogue yeah yeah so yeah. there's a there's a lot of like examples like that but that was like the worst one where i was okay. like oh that, okay. that was a cool scene and you kind of ruined it like yeah but i'm, but, I'm glad you're mentioning these because that saves me the trouble of asking you for examples i think that's a fantastic example yeah, so the, I don't know. There's just like weird like things that like they change it, like they tweak it just enough so it kind of ruins it, like almost. Mm. So okay, we're talking about like technicalities now, but I, I do want to hear like you know your general like thoughts on this season. I, yeah, I was I was entertained. It was you know like the previous season. It was engrossing. I think I think if you like the previous season for the Viking aspects, the pillaging aspects, I think the uh, I'm trying to think of like the I know we said Game of Thrones, but but I think I think there was also that common parallel to um, to Vikings, right? Like the, the the TV show Vikings as well. Right. Like and I think I think if that was what enticed you to start watching this, I think. You should be aware that the second season is engrossing, it is engaging, but th- it's very much a you're being edge lorded like i guess do you know what i mean like 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 don't don't go into it expecting the same type of fights or like the 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 farmland aspect you know you know what it is it's like remember remember how i said like when when they came to that one town in the middle of the snow and they fucking just killed everybody and and i was like Oh, I had to take a break. Like I had to take a moment. Like I, I had to stop binging. Yeah, that you know, was heavy. Just, yeah, you know, I had to. And it's like, I, I think farmland is like the the entire season is like that. You know what I mean? Like, like, like not not that I took a bunch of breaks either. Like this was very very bingeable. Uh, my intent, I think, when you told me, like, okay, we're gonna sit down, we're gonna talk about this, and and you know, make sure you know all the all the episodes are out, and you know what, go ahead and watch the Japanese language, because I think initially we were kind of waiting on, oh, w- w- will there be a dub? Can we watch the dub? And then you kind of said, nah, don't watch the dub, and I was like, okay, fine, I'll I'll do what Mike tells me. I trust Mike, so. 
I pulled it up and I was like, okay, we're going to talk about this by a certain date, which is now. Right. And I was like sitting there going, oh, well, if I watch two episodes a night, by the time we get together, I'll, I'll be done. And instead what happened was I came home one night intending to watch two episodes on a work night. And I think I ended up watching five episodes. And then I think it was the, that it was like the weekend. So it was like Friday, Saturday and Sunday. And then I ended up, you know, watching up until the teens by then, you know? And, and so I, I think I had, you know, you know how they sort of like, I, I don't, I don't know if I'm misrepresenting, but they sort of split it up into like season one or season two, part one season two, part two, yeah. like where they dropped like 13 episodes and then they dropped the rest of them. So I feel like I had, I, but by the end of that first weekend, I had gotten through season two, part one. And then I think I, I, I almost I mean, I don't know if I'm exaggerating or what, but I feel like I, I only watched the show four times in total. And and so so by the the third watch of it, I practically finished it, except for maybe, you know, two episodes or something. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I, I had to watch the the epilogue and, and the kind of last you know, penultimate episodes or whatever. Right. And so in terms of that, I guess what I'm trying to communicate is it's very bingeable. It's very, you know, I, I don't want to say easy because it like, it does have that aspect of heaviness. It's, it's got, it's got kind of what you describe, like the, the main character is still Thorfinn. He's still uh, reeling from the events of the first season and the, not only the that the purpose of his life's existence was taken away, but that everything he did for what he thought was that purpose, he feels an incredible amount of guilt over. And and it takes almost the entire season of this for him to figure himself out, to find himself, to understand like how how he wants to make that right, or at least atone for like all the actions he's undertaken in the first season. And it's a long journey. And uh, I think it, you know, this is, this is something, you know, that I, I find fascinating because it doesn't, it doesn't really sugarcoat anything and it doesn't fall into the traps of um, this kind of uh, limited, a skewed viewpoint of, of, uh, you know, large scale history. There's, there's certain aspects of it where it, it really tells things, you know, tells it like it is basically, you know? And, and so, you know, I think in that aspect, it, it certainly has heavy aspects. I, I think, I think some of it, you know, falls into the anime tropes. You know, you watch the intro and you get like little subliminal spoilers like beforehand. And then as you watch the show, you, you start to be like, Oh, you know, there's, uh, I bet you, this is Arnheide's husband. And it's like, Oh, it is Arnheide's husband. Do you know what I mean? Like, like, like it's not, it's not like it's like this big, I mean, I know it's supposed to be like, like, who is this guy? But it's kind of like you kind of figure shit out pretty quickly, even though you're not told like who, you know, who, who some of these characters are to 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 sort of draw out or elongate that sense of suspense. And it, and it, and it has that weird undertone, that undercurrent of like there's a sense of relief because the the character you were following was in a constant state of wartime. 
And so now you're in a post-war setting and you're there there is an aspect of peacefulness to farmland, right? But at the same time, they are all the you know, the primary characters that you're following are all slaves and in the meantime you see all these other political machinations that you know are going to eventually hit the kind of bubble that they're living in at the moment and you you know you're just waiting for the other shoe to drop the entire time and so that kind of exasperates your your sense of tension even though there there is an aspect of it where it's very kind of you know laid back or kind of maybe laid back is not the right word but just it's 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 the environment that Thorfinn that the main character needed to not only find himself but maybe like he's you know he's kind of punishing himself for everything that he's done and so it's one of those things like I I think I can relate in a weird way like like I you know I I I think I understand his mindset here. I don't think I live in that mindset anymore, but I mean, I think, I I think there was a period in my life where, you know, it's like you, 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 you do kind of feel like, like you deserve some of the bad shit that's happened to you as like some way for the scales to balance or something like that. And I think, I think that's what he's going through and, and kind of, you know, what you were describing with the Japanese dialogue versus the, the 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 localized dub right like where you know he's you know you 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 can't you can't fight this guy half asleep you know and 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 not meaning like you could beat this guy in your sleep like no it, it it's it's actually the converse right he's he's been living in a daze he's been accepting of his that he's been sold into slavery and that you know he he's just destined to to work off his debt and 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 be mistreated and he's just like not really you know he he, he's trying to figure out like okay i need to abandon fighting and 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 you know there there is uh you know a a legitimate portrayal of of in my mind of of like the post-traumatic stress he has you know the sleepless nights the nightmares the the dreams of you know, what is perceived as this kind of zombie-ish Valhalla, you know, like all those kind of aspects. But, um, I mean, overall, like, you know, I'm, you know, to me, like I, I thought it was entertaining. I thought it was engaging. I mean, there is, there is that aspect where, you, you know, if you're, if you're waiting for him to, uh, jump back in the saddle and pick up the knives again and, and whoop some ass, like, I, I guess I feel like spoiling that and just saying like, that's not what, this is about um so i i think in that sense like be prepared for that um but i mean i think if you're if you're willing to go along on the the journey i think it's a worthwhile journey and and i think a educational journey and and a journey that's uh not whitewashed in any way you know like so so i i I think and and i think of all those things as very positive 
Yeah, like I, I feel like a lot of people like take positive messages away from this like season, basically. Like, and you know, we, people like to make fun of the whole like, oh, you have no enemies, I have no enemies thing, and it's not like you know, it's it's not a realistic like you know outlook really like in real life, but it's you know it's an ideal. And, like, you know, people, like, wouldn't it be nice if everyone could, like, you know, understand, like, that way that ultimately, like, it's, like, you know, outside forces that, like, pit us against each other. And, like, ultimately, like, we could find, like, people could find a way to work, get along. Like, and, it you know, Dorfin even says it's absurd that, like, we've never met before, but we have to try and kill each other, basically. Like, that's absurd. Like, but, you know, that's just the way the world is. And that's, like, you know, that kind of drives his, like, new philosophy and, like, kind of, you know, what what he, he always says, that his father, it, it was something his father understood, but, like, he didn't grasp up until, like, this point that, like, you know, this this kind of philosophy. And, a lot of people will also criticize like and you know i'm i'm cheating like i've i've read the manga up to current like i've like the the manga is up in like the 200s now and like this only adapts up to like uh, chapter 100 and like you know people are like well dorfin's never going to like go far with this like you know pacifism like or you know not try not hurt anyone like philosophy and that's not where like the conflict comes from like the conflict comes from like that the like i said the world like there are people in the world who are not going to let you get away with that philosophy like no matter what you say like that you don't have enemies and you don't you don't want to hurt anyone you don't want to kill anyone there are just some situations in this world because we live in an imperfect world where that's just not going to cut it and you're going to have to fight and you know that you, like i'm 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 almost like spoiling what's to come but like that's what like thorfinn's journey is now like you know trying to work with this new philosophy in a world that doesn't like you know no one is basically you know it, it's the viking mindset like no one is like thinking that way everyone is thinking you have to fight and kill and take what you take and rape and pillage and whatever and that's the way life is but you know, that's, yeah, like, I, I think it has a really, like, strong and, like, complex message that, like, you know, people sometimes, like, don't grasp entirely. It's it's a difficult thing for people to understand, you know, and, and, and it, 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 it's, it's also something that I think is telling because it's fucking sad, dude. But, I mean, what is this, like, this takes place when, like, pre-a-thousand fucking you know whatever like yeah, like, like i mean and shit dude shit hasn't fucking changed nothing's fucking changed that only shit that's changed is we're we're living we use fucking cell phones and bullshit right like but none of this shit has changed man i mean th you know talking about you know things being completely bluntly honest you know like i mean dude people are still enslaved People are still fucking numbers and work and, and, and bleed and get raped and pillaged and get abused on behalf of other people. I mean, none of this shit is fucking any different than it was back then, you know, and, and, and there are people out there that are living by very specific ideals. And I mean, some of that, you know, I mean, you know, and, and again, people want to laugh at that shit, like you said, but some of it is religious, right? And some of people will sit there and tell you, oh, this is bullshit, or this doesn't mean anything, or it's all a load of fucking hooey or whatever it is. But like, you know, the, you, you've got 
the the kind of Viking concept of religion as it stands, right? And then and then you you can see this this delving into this aspects of Christianity too. And th- I mean, that's where some of that turn the other cheek stuff comes from, right? And it's like there's nothing wrong with that. Like I, you know, I, I think, I think the problem comes when, like you said, it, it's an imperfect world. And, you know, at some point, like I, I assume like this, you know, it doesn't, you know, you can't be a fucking pacifist forever. Right. Like, I mean, as, as hard as you try, otherwise then Thorfinn ends up like his dad. Right. Then, then Thorfinn ends up dead. Right. Like, so, but I mean, I mean, that's my prediction, right? Not having read the manga and not knowing what season three and four and however long this goes for ends up in. But I mean, you know, I, you know, don't get me wrong. It's not like my blood doesn't get pumping when he's he's finally fighting Snake, you know, for real. Right. Or even even their brief skirmish or whatever it was like even before that happened where he gets that bit of his ear chopped off by the other asshole or whatever and you know that that's part of the problem too is is like you can go through all this self-recrimination and guilt-wracking stuff and it's because maybe maybe this is tooting you know my own horn or whatever but it's it's because you're a good person that you feel bad about it but there when you say that it's an imperfect world there are fucking people out there that do horrible, horrible shit to people and they don't even fucking feel bad about it. They don't register it. It doesn't even, they don't even give it a fucking second thought. You know what I mean? And it's like that, that's that kind of thing to me where I'm, I'm, you know, I don't know, like that, that's one of those things where it's like having the ideal to live up to is a good thing. I've always been of the opinion that, the path of least resistance is if I can take that option, I will take it. But, you know, there's there's some stuff where, you know, people don't, you know, they, they back you into a corner like you have no other where to go. And then it's either you 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 meekly cower and, you know, run away or back off or or don't stand true to your principles or you stand up tall and you're like, no, you get the fuck out of my way. You know, like, and, and that's, I mean, you know, I don't know, you know, again, like you said, it's not perfect. I mean, sometimes you have to pick and choose your battles and all this other stuff, you know, but like that, that's the thing that that's interesting about it is the reason why all those guys at the end respect Thorfinn is because he never got, you know, he's like, no, you guys are going to move out of my way. I need to talk to Canute. You know, like, and, and yeah, I mean, there's some aspect to it where you can sit there and go, oh, it's fucking ridiculous. He got fucking punched a hundred times or whatever it is, but that's not the point. Like the the point is the, the act of it, the, the grandiosity of it, you know, like that, that's what turns the, the hearts and minds of the people surrounding him. So you could believe that he could potentially at least take a group of people on this journey and create some kind of, you know, little bubble of paradise, if not, you know, make paradise the world over. Right. So 
Like I, I do, like I feel like you could write a book about, like you know, the the philosophy of Vinland Saga, basically. Yeah, like, yeah, and yeah. like you know, you, you, with you not having like seen past this point, it's like yeah, like they go get into just how complicated this stance like can be, like basically, and how the world will not like you know, no matter how tall you stand and how how like firm you are, like the world will not bend to you or whatever, and. And you know, well, that's, like you, that's 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 the thing. That, that's the thing I love about. I mean, you know, I I enjoyed watching Canute's, I guess what side arc or whatever you want to call it. But like that's that's what I love about my stupid Avatar, where he he has that moment where he's like, "Look, look at me! I'm commanding the fucking sea. Look at me!" And the sea doesn't do anything, right? And it's like that's the point, right? Like, yep. I'm the fucking king like i can fucking smite you i can do all this fucking shit but the stuff i really want to do i have zero control over it you know what i mean like and it's like uh, yeah, i don't know it's just it, it it it's it's something that's like the 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 hubris but the the fascination with like you it, it doesn't matter what your philosophy is there's always going to be that human desire to bend the world to you, you know, and, and, and that can't always be. And uh, like, that's another learning experience too. Like regardless of self-recrimination and guilt for things you did in your past, like just, just the concept of, you know, it, it, it's, it, it, to me, it's, it's, it's that funny concept of, you know, I don't know, like th th this might be getting into too much modern bullshit that I think people don't really fucking understand or comprehend but you know it's like when you were a little kid or when i was a little kid you know like one of the earliest lessons that i was taught was life isn't fair you know why they tell little kids that you know why you're taught that lesson because life isn't fucking fair like like <laughs> because shit doesn't always go your fucking way and you gotta you gotta fucking understand that early on otherwise like to, then then you have what we have today, which is just a bunch of people that are like, I don't understand, like, everything's supposed to be the way I fucking decide. And it's like, then, then you get all these people crying in front of their TikToks because they don't understand, like, where it all went wrong, you know? And it's like, guess what? Life, I mean, it's very, very simple. Life isn't fucking fair. The end. Like, that's it. You got to keep moving. You got to get over that shit and keep going and, and uh, get to find a something path that's, forward. You know, yeah. Uh -huh. You know what's cool, too, about that whole, like, Canute trying to command the wave scene is, like, that's based on a, like, historical anecdote of the real, like, you know, Canute. Mm. Like okay. it said, it is said like he he like shouted at the waves or something and said like you know look that is the extent of my power like for all my power I cannot control the tide basically right, right. like so you know that's that's you know uh, Yuki Mura is way big into like history and stuff and he did a lot of research for this, this like manga so this is this is very evident you know what I mean like and it's 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 accurate and it's not you know it's it's brutally honest and it it doesn't it doesn't cater to any fucking stupid horseshit that's going on today you know like it's 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 very just flat out straight up honest and you can tell i mean you you can tell the research that was put into it cuz cuz it doesn't have any weird fucking 
motivations or agendas or whatever like it it just it is and it tells the truth you know like uh you know uh, you know maybe philosophies aside right like w- what we're talking about this kind of you know stance right these these ideologies you know that are not necessarily in conflict but but they 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 certainly are different ways to go about it you know like like you know the 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 ways to move forward you know it's like you can you can take one way to move forward where it's very pacifistic it's kind of reminds me of like a, a gandhi type stance to things right but then then you have you know knuth's method which is you know very much i will bend this fucking universe to my will, you know, as much as I humanly possibly can, even though I know I can't do everything, but I'm going to everything that's within my power to do, which kind of reminds me of like Alexander the Great, you know what I mean? Like where you're just like, look, I'm I'm going to put this world into like some semblance of order you know, and, and, and the consequences of that be damned. And, and I guess along those lines, speaking of, uh, the difference between maybe, well, uh, my perceived difference between maybe the, the dub and the, the Japanese language, I, I imagine the dub could not really capture the, the, the severed head aspect, like when he's talking to the, the old King and everything and, and having those conversations with him. Like, I, I feel like that's something like, where it, it just reminded me of the, the the VA reminded me of like one of these, you know, old guys that they would get to be like a Destron emperor or some shit, you know, yeah. like this kind of low, like, like uh, gurgly no. kind of voice or whatever. That, that reminds me like, no, who like whose voice dub voice in the Netflix dub at least doesn't work at all is Canute's like, because Canute uh. has the same dub voice as he did in the first season. But like, I, Canute's very different this season. Like, mm. you know, he, like we joked, like, you know, he became a man. Like, basically. Right, right, and like, right, right. But the dub voice, like the, the L.A. dub voice still plays him as that, like, little shy, like, kid-like mm. voice. Like, and it doesn't work at all. Like, I actually, like, I looked up the Sentai dub, like, version of Canute, and that one is actually one I prefer from the Sentai dub, where he has, like, this cold edge to him. You know that scene? I think it's from, like, Canute's very first or second like spotlight episode where he sets like that guy's like all those signal fires all over that guy's like land oh yeah, says, yeah yeah hey look how easy it is i could like burn your country to ash if i wanted to like that's so much better in the sentai dub like because the, the dub actor is so much more well cast in that where he's like you know like look at this like you can you can still buy your freedom like your freedom from me and all it'll take is like you know give me the king's head basically but like the netflix dub he he sounds like a little kid when he's making that Mm. threat like he's like hey dude like look look what i can do like set all these cool fires yay (laughs) sentai this is what going to war against me will look like let your imagination paint you a picture edric mercy has gone you have just reduced it to ashes one word that is all it's going to take now you see how easy it will be for me to burn your lands to nothing you can still buy your safety from me with ethel red's head the choice is yours la dub now you know what it means to fight me
Let your imagination paint the picture, Audric. You have reduced Mercia to ashes. You understand? If I were to desire it so, I could burn all of you to ash with no more than just a single word. Now you will buy your safety with the death of Ethelred. That is your only choice. I, I guess because I, I want to talk about him for a little bit, but it, to, to move in that direction, uh, how how is Einar in, in the various dubs to you? Um, the Netflix dub definitely has a better voice for Einar because the dude who voices Einar in the Sentai dub is the same dude who voices Whis in Dragon Ball. Oh. So he has sort of a, like, I don't know, like, femi kind of voice. Like, you know, you know what yeah. Whis sounds like in Dragon yeah, Ball. Yeah, like, yeah, like, like a, a very, like, you know, light voice, I guess. And, like, you know, it's the Netflix dub, like, Einar sounds like the big hulking guy he is, basically. So, like, you know. I, I, felt like I felt like Einar reminded me a lot of Peter Rasputin, like, of Colossus. Like, yeah, like he's like just, a big, like, uh-huh. He's, he's, he's kind of like a big, strong guy. He's he's kind of a big softy. There's... The, the, he's 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 fallen for people's sloppy seconds, you know, like you know, like that. that just yeah. just every he had every, a little sister, like yeah, know. like like all that stuff, like and and it's like and I mean he's a good bro and all that stuff, you know. But it's like he does get. It's interesting because it's 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 funny. Like there there are those things where you know his backstory is you know is fairly horrific right like like you know you watch your your mother and your sister die in front of you you watched your father die before that right and and they're they're trying to rebuild and live on and you know and he's still trying to do that you know even even on this farm in Denmark, right? And and then he, you know, basically makes friends with Thorfinn and, and they're working the farm. And, you know, he has that advantage of he is he is a farmer, right? He has that experience, whereas, you know, some of the people doing this don't necessarily have that experience. They're just put into servitude and they're expected to produce results, whereas he has legitimate experience doing that. And and he also has legitimate heartbreak when, you know, it's like they, they, they have that, you know, class structure, it's system where, you know, the actual farm hands that are not indentured servants or slaves, you know, like they, they, they basically are jealous of, of Thorfinn and Einar's results and, and mess up the whole entire, basically like all of their wheat crop is basically turned worthless because of jealousy. Right. And it's like, that's, that's the kind of ludicrousness, the ignorance, the, the, the ridiculousness that, that Thorfinn is talking about at the end too, right? That's just like, why, why would you like, it's so like, people are so fucking petty, you know, like, and, and it's like, and, and I mean, you do get a sense of, of catharsis when it, and it's funny, it's not even Einar. Who's the one that finally breaks. It's, it's like Thorfinn's the one who finally like punches the crap out of that guy's face. And you're just like, yes, you know, like it's like, these guys are such fucking assholes. Uh, and and they kind of deserve it, right? And 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 it's like there's there's there there's that sense of they have an interesting relationship in that like Thorfinn could have very well been the person like like I guess if this was going to be like some kind of like Mark Millar shock jock type thing like by by the end of it you'd find out that like Thorfinn like slit uh, Einar's dad's throat and and he uh, 
you know, gang banged his sister or something. You know what I mean? Like you'd find out some like horrible, awful thing. And then he still has to be friends with them like a fucking simp or something like that. And like, none of that happens. Right. Like, but like, I, it's like, I, I, I guess I say that to illustrate, like, that's the, that's the sense of tension you feel, even though it's, it's very much like you're, you're constantly on edge and tense while watching it, but it's also kind of the calm before, uh, uh, the storm as well. Right. So it's like, it's like, it's, it's the calm before the storm in terms of like, okay, well, nobody's gone full out assault on them until like, I don't know, the last five episodes, you know, or whatever. Right. But all the way up before that, you're you're constantly like waiting for the other shoe to drop. Is 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 Einar gonna murder Thorfinn in his sleep? Is is Thorfinn gonna fucking get killed because he's so guilty over his past that he's willing to sleep through someone, you know, assaulting his 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 life, you know, like there or or maybe just the the fact that you know the, the the speaking as someone who's felt this way like if you if you feel like you deserve the punishment you get like it doesn't have to be definitive you you just kind of slowly let people kill you like slowly do you know what i mean like like what whatever it is like whether the, he lets them work him to death or whether he stands there and lets people you know, uh, uh, cut him to death slowly. You know what I mean? It, do- it doesn't really matter. The, the end result is the same. It's like, I, I did something wrong. I deserve it. And, and it's like, he's basically like just saying, go ahead, kill me. Like, cause the, you know, he, he, he does, he does have an arc, you know, because he's very much in that sequence. He's kind of like, you know, I've been alive for, you know, 20 something years on this planet. And, and he's just basically like, I don't, you know, there, there's nothing in it that, that taught me that it, anything is worth staying alive for. Do you know what I mean? Like, and that's, that's one of those things that's like very, very disheartening and sad. But the fact that, that he goes from that to finding a purpose and also, uh, you wanting to achieve some semblance of redemption that, that I mean, that I think, is probably what, you know, the people that do take away positive things from that. It's like, I, I think that's something that, you know, I don't know. I, I feel like in this culture, it, it's very easy these days for people to just turn people off, uh, to, to discard them, to, uh, decide, okay, this person's done thing X. And because they've done thing X, there's, there's no hope for redemption. There's no, chance that they can uh, turn their lives around or become a positive influence on society. I feel like that's evident in all the institutions and corporations and and various things that are designed to make money on that sense of hopelessness. And it's it's built in to the infrastructure and it's very hard to break free of. So I'm not judging anybody for for feeling that way or thinking that way, but it's true. And I think the reason why something like this is like inspirational is because it, it, it is kind of taking that stance that drawing that line in the sand and saying, no, like we can make things better. Like it, you're, it's never too late. Like as long, you know, th- th- that's the whole thing that the mother was trying to, tell Einar, you know, as long as you're breathing, as long as you're still there, 
Do you know what I mean? Like, like if you if if you're in such despair that you take a gun to your head and you shoot yourself, or 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 you're like Thorfinn in in certain stages of this, where you're you're in in such dire straits that you're willing to let somebody fucking stab you to death, right? Then 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 that then then that's right. That that's it. There's you 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 will never get redeemed because you'll be fucking dead. But the fact that I mean that that's the 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 notion between you know him and Snake where he finally does the the anime move you know and he fucking skids back and you know does the thing and they're like ah like you 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 do like you you mentally might not be prepared to understand this but your body knows the answer your body knows that if you fucking let yourself get stabbed now there is no hope for redemption, but as long as you're still breathing, as long as you're still alive, you can find yourself and find a way out of this fucking hole and, and do something different and do something better. And I think that's why people, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I have not really paid attention to any critical response to this. I'm just kind of going off based on what you said, but if people do are responding to this positively, I, I think, that would be my answer as to why, because because these people go through terrible hardships. Uh, it, it's, uh, you know, gut wrenching tragedy, you know, befalls them in their lives. But there any sense of reunion and happiness, the the reunion with Leif Erikson, the reunion with Thorfinn and and his, you know, his family, his mother, his sister, um, you know, the, the, the people that he used to know in his life, the, the, the concept that they're, they're going to fucking Vinland and they're going to start a new society, like any of that stuff, the, 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 the notion that they're going to be able to build something new, you know, like that's, those are the things I think that maybe people who haven't lived long enough, you know, they're too young to understand that, those are the things that you're going to look back on and and feel like you 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 did good or you you left a legacy or you somehow you know had an impact on people's lives in a positive manner you know that's i think the thing to focus on not you know whatever head trip you know or guilt trip you've been laying on yourself for you know whatever the the the, the young years of your life or whatever yeah, like I, th- I think a lot of people focus too much on like the trappings of like this story and don't like see that like you know message basically. But it does like like I did say though like a, a lot of people like seem to respond to this very positively like and like they they seem to take that message to heart and, like you know and I think that's you know I think that's good because like as you were saying like it's a it is a very positive way and it is like the blunt, honest truth underneath all the layers, basically, that you, you know, you have, to, even if, you know, and I, I like the whole bit, you know, how Severkel says, like, oh, like, oh, you're empty? Well, that's good, because, like, if you're empty, that means you can fill yourself up with, like, anything, basically. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, you can, re- if you want to be reborn, then, you know, you're the be- you're at the best part to do that, because you're empty, and you can fill yourself up with something else. So, you know, like, people can hit their lowest point, and if that lowest point doesn't break them, they can build themselves up again. So, and I think that that's the journey that Thorfinn goes on. And like you were talking about, like Einar, like I love Einar. Like he's like they. Not only is he like a great character with like like you know his own great story and stuff, but 
the way like Yukimura uses him to like you know facilitate Thorfinn's sort of characterization is great because it's like you know he starts having the dreams of like killing like a young Einar and stuff. And that's not like, you know, like you said, if, if it was some stupid, like unsubtle, like Mark Millar thing, it would be like, oh, like Dorfin was there when like, you know, right, or, uh, right. like his parents were, you know, his mom and his sister were killed. But that what it is, is like Einar is helping put a face to all those people that yeah. Dorfin just stepped yeah. over, basically, like he like those dreams are telling him like those people could have been Einar and yeah. Einar's family. Like, yeah. and, you know, and that's like, that's what those dreams are telling him basically. And like, that's how he finally decides, you know, that I have to change and I have to make amends for these things. Like, so, and yeah, like a, people, people often like, you know, they call this like peak character development, like arc for Thorfinn, because this is where he makes like the change. This is pretty much, the way he is at the end of this season is pretty much what informs the rest of like the series, basically like this is, you know, his pat, like he said, he, he found his like sort of life's purpose. And like, this is the, you know, he finally understands what his father was trying to tell him. And he tries to bring that purpose and that philosophy out into the world. And like, like I said, it's an imperfect world, so it's not always going to like work, but you know, at least, you know, at very least, like Thorfinn has a all his roadblocks from this point are pretty much external, like instead of like internal. So, yeah, yeah. And also, like, I, I, I love how this this like arc also, you know, parallels Thorfinn and Canute too. like, you know, Thorfinn's like being haunted by his father figures and Canute is like, you know, literally being haunted by like, you know, it seems like sometimes like, I don't know if like Canute's almost like frigging hallucinating, like at this point, like, you know, seeing like King Swain's head and stuff like, mm -hmm. and, uh, what you said about like the dub and stuff like it's, yeah, I think it's the Netflix dub has a trouble casting like older actors. So I feel like none of the old like assholes like sound like old, like assholes. Oh, okay. they just sound okay. like someone trying okay. to do like an old voice. And like, yeah, that, that I think Swain's voice is, is, is fine. Like it, it was fine in season one and it's fine in season two, but I don't know just the way, the Japanese actor for Swain, like kind of sounds like he's like dredging up something from like the deepest pit, like within him. And like, you know, he, he's got those, like his apparition has like those black, like soulless eyes and stuff. It just sounds like, you know, you know, Kanuto, you know, yeah, like it just yeah. sounds like really, really. Well, menacing. I mean, I mean, it, it, it seems like, I mean, it's funny to say, but I mean, I guess that's what I mean by like, you know, and he sounds like a Destron emperor because like they, you know, it's like he sounds like something that it's like the the, the standard kind of portrayal that that a, a really good Japanese actor will attribe to like a, a an Akuma, you know what I mean? Like a demon, you know, like type thing. And it's it's just like it it fits so well. And it's just like that that kind of thing. I, I don't know that that's easily uh replicated no no it's like an awesome scene and it's like so like it's almost very subtle but it's like so freaking badass is when thorfinn and canute are having their discussion like and then the second to last episode or or so and like while you know they're having it like king swain's head is like talking to canute too and he's like you know why are you like talking to these like lesser men like you mm -hmm. know you you're the king and whatever and then like 
Thorfinn addresses Canute, and King Swain's head like turns and looks at Thorfinn like it's like Thorfinn like broke through Canute's like like madness or almost mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it's like and then at, after that like King Swain's apparition starts like changing his tune and he's like yo kill this man like right now he's dangerous like he's gonna like he is like you know a, a sheep that's gonna lead the rest of the sheep off a cliff or something like so like I I, I thought that was like a super badass like subtle scene and like yeah. And there are a lot of, like, super badass things in this that, like, even, like you said, like, even though Thorfinn only, like, has, like, like one real fight in this entire, like, you know, season, but it's it's super, like, they, they don't, like, skimp on it. Like, it's super no, cool, like, no. you know, him and Snake, like, I you know, I love the ending of that episode where, like I said, that scene where Askeladd's ghost is kind of like, hey, do you think you're going to beat this guy while you're still half asleep? And, you know, he takes that stance and snakes like what's he doing like that's not a, a stance for a, a sword or an axe and then you know you see the overlay of like Thorfinn with the two right, knives right. And, like that's like it's like oh man like he means business now like that's that's super cool and like i mean snakes an snakes an awesome character yeah. too like yeah. i mean he's uh i'm sad because the creators of like the anime, like the head writer of the anime and like would have discussions with like the, like, you know, Yuki Mura about like, you know, what, what the season was going to be like. And it's, it's very faithful to the manga, but they initially had a plan to do a whole episode about snakes, like backstory and stuff, which is only really hinted at, but like they had to cut it cause they didn't have room. But like hmm. the, uh, the only hint you get at snakes backstory is when he's fighting Thorfinn and he says like, Oh, I'm a warrior of Miklagard. And that's like, I think that's like Greece or something. Okay. So like he's, that's basically like if Thorfinn is like Norse, it's like Thor versus Hercules almost. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, yeah. snake is like from like, like is Grecian, I think. So like, you know, that, so that's that like, makes, that makes sense with, with how he's, his, his character design looks too, I think. Yeah. He's like kind of swarthy and like dark haired and, you know, yeah. So like, but yeah, that's super cool. Like I, I love, I love that bit in the, in the, in the fight where they like kind of exchange blows and they're like, they both have the same thought at the same time. Like this dude's good. Like, you know, mm-hmm. and, and then like, you know, uh, Thorfinn's like how did this like a swordsman this good like wind up on a farm and then like Snake has that thought he was like how did a like kid like this good end up as a slave like you know and right. you know and then you know he, Snake also has that thought where he was like oh like nothing good's ever happened to you like no shit like I'm, I wonder what kind of life you had before this but yeah that's like that that's one of my favorite scenes is like that whole confrontation between Snake and Thorfinn and like I said, like that's honestly that's Thorfinn's only real fight in this. So like aside from yeah, punching that, that that's, one asshole, that, like, that's you know. kind of why that's kind of why I was like, if 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 you if you're coming back to this for for more knife fights and shit, or or even more fights between you know, uh, I guess the, the Viking super fighters that go ha ha ha, like that that's not what this season is about, really. I mean, the closest you come is. Um, who is it? Uh, Thorgil? Is that? Oh, yeah. The elder brother. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's the closest you get to God almighty. I can't remember the like. OK, Thorfinn. Thorkel. 
and and yeah, and Thor, Thor Gill. Gil. Yeah, right? <laughs> a lot of people so, with Thor in their name. So yeah. so the, I guess what I was getting at is Thor Gill is the closest you get to to Thor Kill, and I think Thor Kill has like that one little cameo in this. Yeah, he has. He's in one episode. Yeah, you know, right? Like, and it's like it's like you know, Thor Gill is reminiscent, right? I mean, he he. He started out working for Canute, and then you know when when Canute plans to requisition the farm or whatever you know whatever the terminology is, then then at that point he you know he comes home and and is prepared to you know go to war over it and all that kind of stuff, and so he definitely has his little you know arc or whatever. Whereas I think I guess. I, I guess if we want to talk about him, you know, Olmar's the other guy, the 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 younger son, which you know, again, he he's a little doggy that that barks big, but you know, doesn't really know how to bite, and and that leads to, the, you know, I guess Canute's excuse to, you know, m- make way with his you know initial plan to requisition the the farm in the first place, and then by the end of it, you know he sees what Thorfinn's done for his, his village basically. And, 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 and he too kind of has a, has a, a grandiose kind of character arc and, and, and sort of, you know, applies some of, of Thorfinn's philosophy to his own. Right. And, and based on what he's seen, I mean, you know, he's, he, 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 he's a character that, thinks he has to play in the same field as all these other warriors, but knows he can't and feels emasculated because of it and everything. And then, you know, I think, you know, that leads to basically a lot of bad shit happening. And, and when he sees all that, you know, it's like, I think that's his arc, right? He, he sees the, the devastation, the, the death and destruction that's been wrought by, the the war that def- directly has affected you know his life right and and that you know that leads him you know that's his motivation right to to live his life in a different direction that he's not going to be out there you know raping and pillaging like everybody else but he's 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 he you know by the end of it I mean he's not a warrior he becomes like a farmer you know like probably a a, a good farmer you know what I mean so it's like that's... that that's that's something that's decidedly uh, you know, unique and different, I think, to, to a series like this. And I mean, that's like a character arc with another good, like, sort of, like, message almost, where, you know, Swirk of Sverkel says kind of, like, to his son, like, Kettle, like, hey, like, you know, what what point is there in having so much that you can't even hold on to all of it or protect it mm-hmm. properly, like, you know, and, like, you know, what, those with all the wealth are going to be the most scared to lose it and whatever. And what, what happens to Kettle? Like, as soon as he knows he's going to lose it, like, he goes completely off the deep end, you know? And that's, yeah. I'm kind of sad, like, in the, in the manga, there's sort of a, like, I, I guess there was no way to convey this, naturally put this in the story. But in the manga, there's sort of, like, an epilogue page where it says what happened to everyone, sort of. Mm, and like, okay. You know, and it says, like, Oh, like, you know, Kettle retired and, like, became completely depressed and, like, did nothing for the rest of his life. And it says Olmar basically, like, sold off, like, half of of the family's wealth just compensating the people who died in that last battle. Like, mm. and it says, like, you know, he, and he like, kind of reduced the size of the farm to make it more manageable and stuff. 
And then it kind of says like, oh, and Thor, Thorgil went off like looking for another fight. And it says, and no one ever heard of him ever again, basically. Like, so hmm. like, but okay. yeah, but I'm, I'm kind of sad too, because it's like, fans are always asking Yukimura like hey when are you gonna like bring like Snake back and all those guys and like up to current like they haven't ever shown up again like everyone on that farm has never been like you know mentioned or like you know shown up again like they 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 stay in you know they stay on that farm I guess like and you yeah, know yeah. start earning well I, 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 I almost I mean that almost honors them more, right? Like, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, you don't, I, you you don't think, cheapen right? them, right? Like, yeah. like uh-huh. they, they don't get cheapened, and th- there is that aspect of if they were brought back into it, then there's the chance that like Snake or somebody could meet a, a, a horrible end. Whereas, you know, some some of these people, I'm not saying they had necessarily happy endings, but at least at least they survived, you know, to to live another day, right? And it's like, would you jeopardize that? just because you want to see the character show up again. I kind of, I kind of like the idea that, that, you know, snake was like, dude, this is my real name. Goodbye. So long. And you're like, great. There's no weird storyline where they're forced to fight each other again. And one of them has to kill the other. It's like, they, yeah. they made it through all that. And they earned it. And, and, and that you're, I don't know. It, it's, I, I think it's one of those things that goes back to something I was talking about at the beginning, like be content right like be be content you know like like there's certain things where you you just have to accept what it is whatever the benefit is of of the scenario you know well i think it's it's like next arc like late like year like you know in the story terms like a few years from now it's like there's a part where like thorfinn has to like fight off some other guys and i guess it's like you know it's it's making snake even more retroactively like awesome and like where Thorfinn's like these guys are tough but like this is peanuts compared to like fighting snake like mm. and that's like the only other reference to snake in the manga after this point like you know okay. so but yeah he's he's super cool like uh, uh I'm trying to think of who else like you know again like I think all the characters are pretty masterfully like handled in this season like you know kettle like, it's funny, like, I watched some, like, reactions and stuff, like, of earlier episodes, and all the people are like, oh, Kettle's, like, a good slave owner. Like, oh, he's, like, you know, look at him. Look how kind he is. Like, he hates hurting children. Like, I mean, he doesn't, you know. And, like, it's, like, the storytelling trick is, like, it's almost trying to fool you into thinking, oh, Kettle's not such a bad guy, even though he's a right. freaking slave owner. Like, right. you know, at the end of the day, like, you see, when he loses everything, you know, he, he pretty much kills Arnade because he like completely like flips his top. And, you know, that's, you know, again, that's like, it's seamlessly set up, but you don't see the trick until it's too late, basically. Yeah, like, yeah I, th- I think it's one of those things where, you know, we talked about the, I don't know, I talked about the, the intro kind of giving away spoilers through osmosis, you know, type thing. And it's like that, that's one of those things where, it's part of that increasing tension. It's like, oh, look, boy meets girl. Boy likes girl. Uh, boy realizes girl is owned by slave master. Do you know what I mean? Like, and you're like, oh, well, that will create a problem for boy. And then boy realizes uh, a girl has husband that was also owned by slave master. Oh, geez, that's going to create some more problems for boy. You know what I mean? It's just like it just the hits keep coming with that. I, I think. I think if I had any 
it, I don't know. Maybe this isn't really a criticism. Maybe this is just my my weak willed uh, nature or whatever. But like, there there was that part of me that just wished that Arnide and um, uh, her husband, like when when he passes away on the um, the cart, like that she could just keep riding on the cart and that nobody would see her and that you know she would probably just fuck off or whatever Get away, and, like forever you know, yeah. or something uh, immediately it's like oh no they captured her back and and she didn't make it off and you know and then and then you know and then she gets beaten up and and you know they try to take her out but it's too late by then like all her you know her wounds are too severe and 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 everybody either you know i guess if if you're going to be grumpy about it that you know the entire family gets wiped out or they all live happily ever after in uh, heaven or whatever, swinging on the swings and all that shit. But, you know, like that's, that's one of those things that, you know, again, it's, it's, uh, it's something that is difficult to watch, but it's honest and true and, and it doesn't pull any punches and it might not be an easy watch or a fun watch, but it, it's certainly a compelling watch. Right. And, and, you know, so something that, that you can't, you know, you, you really can't turn away from. No, no, what I was going to joke about, like it, it, the Japanese actors, they kind of pronounce it like Arn Arnade, like, sort yeah. of, like they, they, they emphasize like the N, but like the Netflix stub says like Arn Hyde. And like, I'm like, Oh, the Netflix stub is pronouncing it like the Peter Cullen way. Like Arn Hyde. Arn Hyde. Arn There's another scene where like the Japanese version kind of blows the dubs like away when like uh, Arnade is like crying over like when, oh, when yeah. Thorfinn and like Anar ask her like, what the hell were you doing? And she was like, Oh, I, you know, I thought, you know, just for a moment, like me and my husband could like go away and like live happily ever after. But like it was just it was just a dream. And like, you know, the Japanese actress is like, you know, those are convincing like tears like that's oh, convincing yeah. crying. But it just isn't there in the like English dub. I mean, it's it's got to be something that's like it, it, it must be a super difficult place to get to, like to actually deliver that in a compelling manner um which is no excuse like if you couldn't get to it just going (laughs) like is not good enough right like like it's like you could you you could do your best fakery but it's probably not good enough unless you actually fucking go there you know and 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 i i i imagine and maybe this is just me being uh sorry i'm 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 gonna pull away the veil and 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 uh wreck some things for people and tell them how the sausage is made but i'm sure they don't get paid enough to go there (laughs) yeah ruin ruin possibly ruin your vocal cords yeah Uh or just you know just get so emotionally raw that you hurt yourself uh, just emotionally wreck yourself right yeah uh uh-huh but like I, I hate to sound like a total weeb or whatever, but this is just like one of those cases where I was just I thought the Japanese version just completely blew like the English versions away. So I'm, no, I'm glad I yeah. That, that's fine. I mean, like I said, I trust you. I mean, there there was that there. I had that minor pushback. You know how I am. I'm like, oh man, I can't watch the fucking dub. What the fuck? What is this shit? And then I was like, no, he's telling me this for a reason. So I was like, I'll I'll yeah. I'll, I'll I'll just watch the dub or the mm-hmm. the subtitles. Well. There's a couple like differences with the manga I wanted to like mention and like get your kind of reaction to like uh, like honestly like, I read that like Makoto Yukimura has actually like gone on record as saying like he's very pleased with this like 
adaptation and he thinks the anime corrects like some weaknesses in pacing that he was like hard on himself for like maybe maybe that's just like standard like uh, you know japanese manga author like you know humbleness or whatever mm, but he, he's okay. like he actually said like oh i think the anime does a better job with the pacing in this arc than i did with the manga and like there's a couple like major changes where like Thorfinn and Einar's vow, like in front of Arnaid's grave, like in the manga, it happens like before the like 100 punches scene. But like oh. in, in, in the okay. anime, they switched it to happening like after because it was okay. like a, a more like impactful, like, you know, yeah. like yeah. checkpoint like for like that. So like, you know, like Thorfinn and Einar had their whole discussion about Vinland and they do their big epic handshake. And then, then Thorfinn goes off to talk to Canoe, but then like they, they changed the uh, order of that in the anime. I mean, I guess, you know, I don't know. It could just be of what, what way I watched it first, but I, I, I think there's a little more than just humbleness to that. Like, I think, I think there's a logic to it too, you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, I think that works. Like, you know, some, some of these like, uh, manga, like authors, like, you know, they, they, some of them, I mean, they do have a plan, but then, then, you know, people like Toriyama, like admit that, Oh, I was just like writing week to week sometimes. Like, you know, sometimes I, I just had to get from point A to point C and I had to figure out point B all by myself while I was like going there. But it's nice when like, some of these anime adaptations can like, you know, correct things that, you know, or, or maybe like smooth over things that they, the author themselves thought were, thought was imperfect. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. But everyone's super, you're going to laugh at this one. Like everyone's super sad at this one because the anime doesn't have a line from the manga. That's kind of like a meme now almost where, um, when Anar's like reading the riot act, to um, canoe, like when they're having their meeting with canoe, like, you know, Anar has that whole speech about, like, you want to farm, like, so bad, then you, like, go and, like, you know, you, you till the soil yourself. You make your own damn farm. Like, don't steal other people's farms. Like, in the manga, he has a line that what unfortunately wasn't in the anime where he says, I bet you never held a hoe before in your life. Like, <laughs> so, everyone always, like, you know... I've seen that manga panel like posted all over the place of well, Anar pointing at Canute saying, I bet you never held a hoe before in your life. It's all Ho Janai. <laughs> Ho Janai. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, everyone was like super sad they didn't adapt that line. But oh, and um the other thing that like, you know, since the anime is probably trying to go for a much more serious tone. Um, they, they cut a whole bit where like after Thorfinn gets the hundred punches, like when he wakes up the next morning, his face is like blown up like a balloon, like, and it's like a, you know, exaggerated, like anime manga balloon, like, you know, like he's got all these big, like boils on it, on his face or whatever. And that's when they do the whole, like goodbye to all the people at kettle's farm when Thorfinn's face looks like a friggin' like you know piece of raw meat with like like big giant like comical like swollen bruises on his face and it, like no one can tell what he's saying basically and it's like a comedy beat but like you know obviously they cut that to make it more you know impactful and like a touching scene instead but 
I think I think they kind of like again like 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 Yukimura said I think they could they they did a better job with like you know placement of these moments and pacing because I feel like all the comedy stuff is saved for like the very last episode where Thorfinn mm-hmm. like gets back to Iceland and he like, right, reunites right. And with his sister and yeah his mother like I, I do I mean, love the bit where she like KOs him in one yeah. shot and like Einar's like that was just one punch like he's friggin like you know like Thorfinn's guy Gardner or something like you know right 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 yeah I mean there, I I think I, I was trying to figure out how to bring this up but uh, and I don't know that I remember all the examples but there there were some moments usually with like you know as as an easy go to as an example like the the thor kill cameo like it, it there there's aspects that remind me of how i felt about dolzel zabi in the origin you know like that that they were just a little too bombastic and 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 stuff like like just just a little bit and i i think i brought that up in in the first season as well but i i think that sometimes that applied to other characters even even in farmland do you know what i mean just just every once in a while there was some some moment where it just you know and 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 i i suppose thorfinn's sister is is guilty of that but i i think in terms of the placement of it like i i think i agree with you or understand, you know what I mean? Like where I'm like, Oh, okay, well that's fine. They, they, they got through all the tough stuff, but uh, I think maybe, uh, and maybe I'm missing some of that, but, but I, I would think even like Thor Gill or Thor kill, like th- those guys, like they're, 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 I guess they're bombastic by design, but then like sometimes there's stuff where you looked at it where it's like, is that a little, like, did you did you go a little too overboard with some of those? And and sometimes I think I had those moments where I kind of thought, oh, maybe maybe they did, you know, like. What's well, funny, like you're saying, like, it's funny because, it, it you know, it's 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 Nordic. So obviously, like everyone holds like Thor in high regard. But like, you know, you've got, you know, Thor's then his son Thorfinn. Then you've got Thorkel, and you've got Thorgill, and then also this this arc well, character we haven't talked about is uh they introduce uh Leif Erikson's adopted son who is right, also right. named Thorfinn, and like you know they call him Bug Eyes to like uh, differentiate him, but like it, it, it's funny because it's like like he's a like I, they kind of gloss over it I think in the anime, but it's basically like. You know, Leif, Leif Erikson's been looking for Thorfinn for so long. Like he thought he found him, but he found this other kid named Thorfinn, and then he just adopted him because he was like, "Hey, dude, like adopt me." And he was like, "Okay." So you know, that's why he's like there, and he he becomes a more a prominent character like in the next like season where, like he's kind of like the he's almost like the Dan Hibiki of the group. Like he's okay. kind of like the comedy character. Like, okay. You know, like he kind of, you kind of get hints of that, like in the last episode where, you know, when Thorfinn has that very touching reunion with his mother, but then like, you know, Thorfinn too is like, mom, like, and they're like, right, right, like, stop, right. don't make it more complicated. Like, you know, right, right. That, 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 that's a very touching scene. I think in the final episode where, where yeah. Thorfinn's mom like sees like Thor's in him basically, like yeah. and recognizes him immediately. Like, you know. 
And then like Leaf has that like look where he was like, "Hey, I finally did it! Like I brought him home!" Like you know, and and he was, I mean, that, you feel for that guy too, because talk about holding on to a, a purpose and 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 being able to deliver on it. Like I mean, as opposed to I guess you know Thorfinn wanting to to kill Askeladd and having that you know kind of snatched away from him or whatever. Like Leaf Erickson, at least he got to he got to live to see his promise fulfilled you know like this so there is something that kind of makes you feel like okay well that you know in in some cases right you you do have to accept the the fail right but in other cases it's like you know that's not always what happens you're not always destined to have to accept the fail there are cases where you know you, you, it may take you many, many years, but you, you, you do maybe finally accomplish that thing that you set out to do. You know that thing that you vowed you would get done. Yeah, and I also like that scene in the final episode, like the you know the very last scene where it's like it kind of flashes back to like you know Thorfinn's mother and Thor's like starting off on their journey. Then it's like, you know, it shows like a younger Leif Erikson and then it shows like Askeladd like as a young man, sort of. And then it's like it cuts to like Thorfinn because he's finally, you know, starting off on the journey that will like define his life, basically. Like, you know, with him and Einar are gonna, about to sail off. So I guess the, the one thing I was going to ask, uh, and I guess I, I don't know exactly what the question is other than I think having seen the first season and getting that little sort of sneak preview of farmland at the very last episode, I was kind of surprised that there wasn't some kind of, you know, Oh yes. Ominous kind of, kind of, uh, you know, collage of things to come maybe like, like the last episode. So, yeah. Like the three characters that they hinted at at the end of that first season, like thing, like only Anar like showed up this season, like the other two, like, will show up next season so mm, like yeah okay. but you know they're they're kind of important members of Thorfinn's like band so you know I hope it doesn't take another four years for like season three to come out like so hopefully well I mean I don't know dude we'll see there's 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 uh there's events transpiring so yeah we'll, we'll uh, see the conditions of like animators in Japan and stuff and like you know there's all this concern about overwork and you know uh, stuff like that so you know who knows what'll happen like, yeah, even yeah. even even like you know yuki mura has said like you know oh i started off like doing like 10 pages a week and then i realized like i was going to kill myself like that so now i do like you know just a single chapter of 25 pages a month like you know like a normal comic book artist basically mm-hmm. like you know because you know in the manga industry in japan it's like you've got to keep churning out like pages basically or you know you don't get paid so but yeah, and it's weird because uh, like Vinland Saga is very successful in Japan, but like, you know, it's a much bigger market in Japan. So like like in Japan, it's considered like a niche like success, basically, like, you know, it has its fans, but it's not like, you know, widespread popular or whatever. But I think Vinland Saga is like more popular in the West. They They seem to indicate because it's like. Like Makoto Yukimura like sold out a hall at Comic Con this past year. Mm. Like he had a like you know standing room only audience of like people who wanted to you know hear about hear him talk about Vinland Saga basically. So I think I think maybe like Cowboy Bebop and some certain animes. You know, like I I think 
I think this is something that probably speaks to Western audiences. You know, I mean, in some in some regards, it's it's either history that they innately knew or history that no one ever bothered to fucking teach them. You know what I mean? Like and and it, it's I, I, I think the comparisons we made to say like the Vikings TV show were apt. And, and I think I, I, I don't even know that there is any equivalent to farmland do you know what i mean like like that that i can think of i mean aside from you know what what you kind of mentioned the 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 uh waiting for the other shoe to drop with the walking dead right but but i mean in terms of like a you know an actual historical tv comparison you know like some some other show that people were super engrossed in that that is comparable to that but just this is the anime version of that like i can't even think of it and and i think that's something that you know i don't know like like maybe like that's something that uh in in the current climate like people just it was something people were thirsty for that they didn't even realize they were thirsty for you know like type thing so I like I, I would not be surprised like within the next decade or so they do like a live action like Vinland Saga movie or mm. like TV show. And like, I mean, that could be a recipe for disaster or right. it could be like the Roroni Kenshin movies and be like really be, good. Be, but, be excellent. Yeah. But see, the problem with that might be is like like can you like Japan won't do it because they can't do a like like old Japanese, like Norse, like historical, right, right, drama, right, basically. So, you know, they'd have to cast all like, you know, fair skinned, like, you know, like Western actors, basically. So, well, they don't, they don't have to do anything, Michael, but, it's uh, true. but, uh-huh. but they, they should, if they do make one. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. We'll see. Uh, and the only other thing I, I wanted to say is like I think you know we we talked about it in the first season, but I think both the openings are really good. Like I, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, like, like the first like one's kind of yeah, the, the first one's kind of like like very keyed to like Thorfinn's like state of mind at that like when the season opens, like it's very kind of mellow and like uh, like creepy almost. Mm-hmm, I feel mm-hmm. like, and then the second one is is done by like survive said the prophet, like you know Vinland Saga's very first opening. So that's got the you know the high energy like sort of heavy metal like sort of beat. So. Like, I, yeah, I really like both the, uh, the new openings and, and both the endings are pretty good, too. So but uh, I think I showed you, too, like the other night, like, you know, they finally like had a release for that Figma Thorfinn figure. But oh, it's, it's, it was Mafex. I think we, we went through this. Oh, last I, 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 I double checked. It is Figma. Like, yeah, oh, oh, is yeah. it? OK. Yeah. Figma. So, okay. Like, yeah, it is Figma. And it's like a hundred and twenty something dollars. And like, I'm like, dude, he's like tiny. It's like tiny assassin Thorfinn. Like, you know, I'm not going to pay a hundred and twenty dollars for that. Like, yeah, I looked it up on big bad and I think it was like one fifty or something. So, yeah. So well, too bad. Like I wouldn't. Oh like, yeah. Yeah. You're right. Figma max factory. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, what's weird about that though, is I, I, I could have sworn there was, didn't they, didn't they have like a prototype for a, a figure art of that too, at some point? Yeah, maybe like, I, I don't know, like it, it was, it was probably like you said, like this pandemic. Yeah. This, this looks like it's got a cloth, you know, some cloth aspect to it, like with his coat and his uh, hood and all that stuff. But like, I, I don't know, like it's. I mean, it's cool, but I, I think I would be curious to see what it would look like if they actually just, you know, if that was all, you know, hard plastic or something. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. 
And I think like the the face looks a little too like anime, I guess. Like it looks mm. a little too animated. Like the, the Yukimura's style is very like detailed and like realistic. I feel like so like right, right. Like you could probably make a pretty good like Marvel Legends of Dorfin, basically. But like I don't know, it's too bad because I would like like if it was more reasonable reasonably priced, I would like buy a figure of like either you know. <laughs> you can either buy like assassin thorfin or you can buy like farmer thorfin with a hoe basically like you know what about uh uh what about cleans up nice thorfin at the very yeah, the, very, at the end. very end yeah uh-huh that's like that's pretty much what it'll look like in the next like arc pretty much mm-hmm. like the okay. you know they they call the next arc um i think it's like the baltic sea arc or something like i i, I just called it like the world tour arc, but they don't really go really that like to that many places. They go like, you know, to various different islands and like various other countries and like, you know, pick up other people. And eventually uh, it, it like, you know, next season they bring back Thorkel and Floki in a bigger capacity and like, you know, the kind of deal with, you know, I think I told you last like time we talked Vinland Saga that, you know, Thorfinn finally learns that it was like Floki that ordered his father, like, you know, killed. So mm-hmm. he has to deal with that in like, you know, the mindset he is in now, basically. So like it's a, another source of like conflict for him. So but yeah, like I like I said, I hope. Like Vinland Saga is, I think, on chapter two hundred and twenty something now, and like you, like Yuki, they're they're like in the final arc, and Yuki Mura says like, "Oh, this is going to be like the longest arc, but we are towards the end," and like you know, and, and it, the story's almost wrapped up, but like he, he won't say like how much longer it is. So uh, I can imagine like you know, it, you know, the the next arc could probably fit another twenty four episodes. Like it might have to be a little longer. Like people. People are kind of saying, oh, they might have to split the next arc up into two seasons. But I'm, I'm kind of like, no, I don't. You know, people are bad at estimating, like, how long certain scenes will take, basically, when you, like, you know, actually record the dialogue for them and stuff. But, right. yeah. But, you know, I hope it's, you know, I hope it happens and I hope it's as good as this season was. So Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean... I, I think even though the production studio changed, it sounded like they brought over the same production staff so i don't i don't feel like the quality was really different from season one to season two so i i would hope uh that that will you know the that that will continue with with uh i guess season three yeah did you notice like um and here's another thing i wanted to bring up there was um that one scene in the final battle where um I think the dude, one of the like, you know, snakes guys, a badger is like fighting a guy and he gets his like hand chopped off. And they did some like rotoscoping or something with like that fight. Or I don't know if like you noticed that, but that like that fight looked like so super smooth that I was like, what the? And like I rewatched it a couple times and that looks like friggin like He-Man rotoscoping like that. That Mm. movement is like so friggin smooth. Like so like I, I don't know what they did with that, but it looked awesome. But yeah, so like, I'm, I'm I'm glad you liked it. Like I I'm, I'm like I was I was super happy with it. Now, again, like you know, the wait for season three begins, and I hope it's less than four years this time. So yeah, yeah, I hope so too. It must exist. It has to. That's what I believe. And if it doesn't, 
build it. So why don't you do our outro? If you guys have any comments, questions, and or concerns, if you want to check out the backlog of episodes of Big in Japan, where we talk about anime, you can direct download those episodes on the Blogspot. That's over on fanholespodcast.blogspot.com. If you have any comments, questions, and or concerns, you can reach us at fanholespodcast at gmail.com. You can leave us some emails there. We're on all kinds of social media. We're on Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We appreciate all the likes, hearts, shares, and retweets that we receive and we can be streamed we're on apple podcasts google play spotify and amazon music all right so this is mike saying um i actually have quite a few enemies but you know i'll try to reduce that number someday this is derek derek wc ha 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 signing off the party lies between the victims what will soon become the prey i've given up on counting blessings Judge me when I'm dead Cause I cannot take this anymore I'm done with the feelings that I'm known And bear it all The feeling of hatred burns my soul I'm done with the feelings that I'm known And bear it all I may be crazy enough to break how our avatars complement each other they do they do <laughs> or I, I was gonna I, I was almost gonna say i wonder if derek's gonna pick like anar or someone because i was like i was gonna pick Thorfinn. so yeah i just i like that moment of canutes where he's like look at what i can do i can't do <laughs> shit yeah histo- like i said historically accurate that's like a historical anecdote told about canute like you know canute once commanded the waves to cease then he was like, oh, bro, don't be lame, Waves. Like, come on. <laughs> I do. I also like, you know, this, <laughs> there's all this tension building between, like, you know, v- v- to this, like, you know, confrontation between Canute and Thorfinn. And then ultimately it's like Canute, like, just like, you know, all the tension is broken when Thorfinn just says, like, hey, I'm not going to stand in your way, but could you just not do this? And then, like, you know, Knut's laughing and stuff. He was like, you total idiot. Like, you know, you know how many men want to talk to me and, like, you know, do all this political nonsense with me? And you just you just got yourself beat up just to tell me to stop doing this? That's that moment where he loses it and starts laughing at him. And again, like, I watched, like, some reactions of that moment. And, like, people are like, oh, man, is, like, Knut going to – is Knut is, is crying because his, like, boyfriend rejected him or something now or something? But then what? it's like, you know, he what? just has that like laugh. Like, oh, yeah. You you know that there is like I mean, it's not like I go out looking for it. But like when you're looking for stuff, you're like, oh, of course, there's like Thorfinn and Canute slash fic and whatever, you know. So. Uh, 
I'll bet I'll bet you never held a hoe in your life, canoe. <laughs> Ho Janai. 